Clear air, clean water, strong bridges, safe roads, and life-saving miracles. Engineers are innovating the solutions that will build a stronger American future. But tax changes are stifling the spark of innovation, holding back the dreamers, doers, and builders from the discoveries that will reshape our future. Tell Congress, fix the R&D tax and promote research and development. Because when we fuel the fire of innovation, we light the way to a brighter tomorrow. Welcome to Engineering Influence Podcast from American Council of Engineering Companies. And we are kicking off uh, 2024, uh, the end of a very, very busy 2023, and really looking forward to an even busier 2024 with the election ahead of us, of course. Uh, and to talk about really wrapping up the end of the year and, and, and looking at what we've accomplished, and then, of course, pivoting to the beginning of the new year, uh, very pleased to be joined by Steve Hall. Executive Vice President at ACEC and uh, the head of our advocacy efforts, and um, really just to kind of encapsulate the look ahead of uh, what we all have in store for us from the advocacy perspective, what Congress might or may not do, and of course, that big looming question of who is going to win the White House at the end of the year. So, uh, Steve, uh, it's, you know, we're coming off of a very productive, well, for us, I think productive year. Mm. Uh, maybe in general, Washington, not as productive as it could be, but for us, we're coming off some accomplishments. So what, what, what will you have to got to talk about for, for, uh, for 2023? Sure, Jeff. Uh, thank you. And uh, great to be with you all today. Um, yeah, Congress did push a lot of unfinished business into, uh, into 2024, but they were able to get a few things done in 2023 and, and some things that, quite frankly, we've been working on uh, for many, many years. There was language included in the defense authorization bill that would lift the cap on design fees uh, for many decades now. That has been capped at 6% of construction costs. The new legislation lifts that cap to 10%. Not a perfect uh, fix, you know, at a time when, you know, uh, qualifications-based selection is how firms are uh, uh, procured, uh, there shouldn't be any cap on design fees. But this will, this is a step in the right direction, and this will give our member firms that do work for the Corps of Engineers, for the Army, the Navy, the Air Force, uh, a little bit more room to negotiate uh, better fees yeah. uh, and a little bit closer to the value that uh, that they're bringing to the client. So this is a big step forward. We worked in, in partnership with uh, uh, some of our member firms, one particular big firm uh, in, in getting this done. And we're very pleased to, to see that it, uh, that it got done. Um, we were able through the regulatory process, working with the, uh, the Biden administration and our member firms, secure an exemption for A&E services in a, uh, uh, a regulatory initiative that the administration launched to require project labor agreements on federally funded projects out there. Uh, and we were able to get an exemption from that. Uh, this is something similar we were able to get during the Biden administration. And really, it, the concern is, is that engineering and, and engineering firms need to be separate from this. They're, they're, they're not, they, they shouldn't be part of the collective bargaining process. Yeah. Their role is to, to, to design the facility, whatever is being built, 
but also be, you know, the advocate for the owner in terms of making sure that it's being constructed to design standards and 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 playing a number of of roles and and really needs to maintain its independence mm -hmm. from you know other rules that normally govern a uh, a construction yeah. site. So we were pleased that the Biden administration went in the same direction as uh, as the Obama administration, and uh, that was announced really in the closing weeks of uh, of 2023. That came in actually right at the end. I yeah. Say it about the last week of the year. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, we were able to get significant reforms to the NEPA process, mm -hmm. you know, the environmental review yep. process that our firms, you know, have to go through working for their clients. And it's typically engineering companies that are doing these assessments mm -hmm. uh, and EISs and things of that nature. And so they live daily, you know, some of the problems and the yep. inefficiencies and the delays. Uh, that, uh, you know, these well-intentioned rules sometimes impose on project delivery. So there were a number of things included in the debt ceiling uh, deal that was agreed to and signed into law the middle of the year last year. And one of the incentives to get that, uh, that legislation passed was the inclusion of these NEPA reforms. So we were very, very pleased uh, with, uh, uh, with, with that, the passage of that legislation uh, and then we were able to get some language, and it's not completely done. Congress needs to to, to take final action on the spending bills mm -hmm. for 2024, but we were able to get language into one spending bill related to Ukraine reconstruction. Mm -hmm. um, you know, we're all hoping and praying that the war in Ukraine comes to an end in 2024, and when that happens, there is going to be a substantial reconstruction process. Yes, uh, in the country, and uh, uh, we want very much to ensure that that is that is organized, and that uh, the U.S.'s role in 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 shaping that reconstruction is is organized and and uh, uh, it just just makes sense. And then what the role is for the private sector and the engineering industry. We expect America's engineering industry to play a significant role mm -hmm. in the reconstruction effort. And, uh, and so working with Congress, we wanna make sure that we have a seat at the table yeah. uh, as that strategy is designed. And then we also were able to get language, you know, we've been dealing with the problem of the FAR credits clause for several years now, uh, as it applies to PPP loans. And, uh, you know, we've gotten legislation through the House of Representatives three times yes. to fix the problem, only to be stymied in the Senate by, yeah, pretty much one senator. Uh, we launched a parallel effort this past year uh, to see if there's something else that will get through Congress that will help on implementation mm -hmm. and help firms and, and, and states that are still in the process of implementation yeah. uh, to try to, to mitigate and lessen the impact on small firms. And the Senate uh, uh, Transportation Appropriations Subcommittee included language that we submitted. They modified it a bit. But the intent of the language is to, again, ensure that as Federal Highways works with state DOTs to implement this mandate, that they do it in a way that tries to minimize the yeah. impact on small firms. And so we've got, you know, we still have, you know, issues in New York State and others where this is a problem. And we're hoping this language will, uh, it's not going to solve the problem, but we're hoping, you know, going forward, it'll yeah. be part of the solution. It's an, an important step in the solution. Correct, correct. correct. It, again, I mean, it, it goes to show that, you know, with all these big issues going on that people hear about in the news, mm -hmm. whether it's, you know, the bigger issues of immigration or the bigger issues of, um, 
the uh, the government shutdown or what have you that you know the activities of government continue and there are a lot of opportunities for action yeah. on the uh, advocacy front and that we've been very successful if not through you know the direct legislative avenue taking mm -hmm. the regulatory approach and and making important changes that will make doing business as an engineer much more easy yeah, in, yeah. in 2024. And I tell you, some of these issues that we want on in 2023, I mean, we've talked about them a little bit, yeah. but they've been kind of sleepers. They've yeah, been they have. things that we've been working on for a long, mm -hmm. long time that finally came to uh, to fruition. Um, we made a lot of progress on issues in 2023. Uh, you know, the House passed a multi-year reauthorization of FAA mm -hmm. programs that fund airport construction projects. Um, still working, you know, in the Senate to try to get uh, their version of the bill done. This yeah. is an issue that carries over to 2025, uh, or I'm sorry, 2024, but but still good progress. And the fact that the House, which is yeah. typically the place where it's toughest to get legislation through, the fact that they passed a bill yeah. with strong bipartisan support, I mean, it's, it's reminiscent of how infrastructure is typically yeah, exactly. handled. You can certainly remember that yeah. from your, your Bill Schuster days. Uh, you know, that's what we want, mm -hmm. and that's the way it should be. Um, they're hung up on some issues in the Senate, but we think this is something that is uh, a, a good opportunity for, for getting done yeah. uh, early in 2024. Well, especially given the fact that, I mean, this is Chairman Graves' is signature. It's his legacy. This yeah. is his legacy. Yeah, now. yeah. So in the House, it's, it's, a, it's a certainty that he's going to want to push something through. I mean, yeah. this is every chairman who's exiting has to have a signature piece of legislation or his mark on the work. He's a pilot. Sure. Yeah, this He's is this pilot. is this, this is, is what he wants. Yeah. So I, anybody out there who's looking at the, you know uh, uh, the ways to influence the process, look to the Senate um, and, and and talk to your senators and try to get them on board because the House is going to be motivated in twenty twenty four to yeah. to, to yeah. make sure this happens. Yeah, and I'm I, I, we're we're confident this is something that can get done. Yeah. So so hoping that you know by end of first quarter twenty twenty four. You know, check that box. Yeah. Uh, it's gone to the White House. Um, we've been working, uh, you know, we've got some legislation. We've been working on the regulatory side on some things. We've been working with ASHTO mm -hmm. and the state DOTs on a, uh, a kind of a, a regulatory framework on the implementation of, uh, you know, 3D design plans mm -hmm. and digital documents. Yeah. And uh, uh, been working on this for several years. Again, another one of those long lead issues. Uh, that is 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 getting closer and starting to get implemented out into the states, and uh, it's still a work in progress, but something that we've been uh, uh, heavily involved with. Um, we've got a um, uh, some regulations that have been put out there for comment on immigration, uh, and um, at least one provision of the proposed regulation embraces an idea that we put forward mm -hmm. uh, to the Biden administration. You know, we've been dealing with workforce challenges and, you know, ACEC stood up a workforce committee recently and uh, and we have uh, uh, new volunteer leaders for that committee. Um, uh, and But there's so many elements to the workforce challenge yeah. facing the industry. Some of it is in the public policy space. Some of it is in, in education and just how we talk about the profession. Absolutely. But in the public policy space, we've been spending a lot of time you know, trying to convince Congress to lift the cap on H-1B visas mm -hmm. and make some changes to the green card process to make more of them available as sort of the short-term fix on yeah. immigration. That's been tough. I mean, you know, getting Congress to agree on an immigration strategy yeah. has been difficult. And so much of the attention 
uh, has been on the southern border and, and really border security. Unfortunately, lawmakers aren't really thinking broader about immigration and immigration as a component of a competitiveness strategy. Yeah. And that's really what they need to think about it, because we need people. We need smart people. And, you know, lifting the cap, uh, lifting some of the restrictions to keep mm -hmm. those smart people, you know, out of the country is, is something that they, they need to revisit. But, you know, while we wait for Congress to, to wrestle with that question, we put forward a bunch of recommendations to the administration on things that they could do just through the president's regulatory authority mm -hmm. to streamline the process, to, to make it more favorable yeah. to the engineering industry. Um, one of those ideas, like I said, the administration grabbed onto it, included in this re most recent regulatory announcement, and it has to do with the uh, the lottery system for yeah. H-1Bs. There's there's entities out there, and um, you know these these um, immigration brokers, so to speak, yeah. that kind of game the system. Very predatory. Yeah, and uh, and they're putting people into you know multiple different portals as part mm -hmm. of this lottery system, and it just makes it harder for the legitimate businesses like our. Uh, members uh, to put forward candidates with a reasonable expectation that they uh, that might be uh, uh, given a visa. So um, we put forward a recommendation on that. The administration has included it. Um, that regulatory announcement is in a public comment period. And so we're going to certainly uh, uh, express our strong support for going that uh, direction. And we're also going to take the opportunity to remind the administration there's a bunch of other good ideas that they ought to do. And quite frankly, you know, ideas that kind of put us higher on the priority list. I mean, when you think about all of the work that needs to be done that's been funded through IIJA mm -hmm. and the Inflation Reduction Act mm -hmm. and the Chips and Science Act, this industry is critical to the success of those initiatives. We need engineers. Yeah. We need talent. And I think the immigration policy should reflect that. So that's going to be, I think, a key part of our messaging to uh, to the White House, to the president and his uh his team uh, about uh, how they can uh, better address that. Um, we've um, we've launched, um, uh, we started partnerships in 2023 and those will continue in 2024 with the Corps of Engineers mm -hmm. on uh, updates to their uh, design uh, manual on uh, uh, levy design mm -hmm. and levy safety, uh, as well as a, uh, a larger partnership manual, really, yeah. with the Corps that will govern the relationship between the Corps of Engineers and its private sector partners. Uh, that process is uh, is kind of in midstream right now, and uh, we've got a number of members that are actively engaged in, in advising the Corps and developing uh, this, uh, this playbook. Um, uh, you know, and we, we, needless to say, have made wonderful progress in 2023, and it carries over on R&D tax, yeah. you know, the five-year amortization mm -hmm. mandate, uh, that media campaign mm -hmm. that uh, that we launched in the fall, and, and you were certainly a big part of that, um, uh, you know, having the approval from the board, I mean, that just provided such a huge boost, you know, to the advocacy program and just elevating the awareness among lawmakers uh, around the country as to what this is doing to to firms, you know, yeah. of all sizes. But honestly, I mean, some of the most compelling stories, and you've heard many of them, yeah, are, are from the very small firms. Absolutely. And and the fact that this, for many of those, has become such an existential mm -hmm. uh, challenge. So we have boosted 
you know, as a result of, of the grassroots efforts from our members, from that media campaign, we boosted the number of uh, co-sponsors in the House and the Senate uh, on those pieces of legislation. And uh, we've had some, some good meetings with the new Speaker of the House in recent weeks. Uh, he seems to be on board. Uh, he understands the problem. He understands what it's doing to business around the country. And he wants to get a fix passed. Right. And, and uh, uh, you know, our chair-elect Gary Raba was with him earlier this week, in mm -hmm. fact. Uh, he's making a swing through Texas right now to visit the border. And uh, Gary met with him and talked to him about this issue. And uh, uh, he sounded guardedly optimistic yeah. that this could be something that gets done early in 2024 and, and had some ideas on on legislative vehicles to attach this fix to. So um, we've still got a lot of work to do on this, Jeff, yeah. but I tell you, we, we made great progress in 23. Um, the, the goal here is to get it done as early in 2024 mm -hmm. as possible. And I think we're yeah. poised to do that. And, and you know, the campaign that's still ongoing, I mean, we, mm -hmm. we're, we're continuing to place editorials from business leaders, from engineering firm yeah. owners, uh, 31 editorials in six states so far. I mean, we've had a, potential audience is close to a million. I mean, it's getting, it's getting up there for, for getting the visibility on the issue um, and really encourage everybody out there to go to engineerinnovation.com, which is the website that's attached to the campaign. Uh, you can get there from acec.org as well. And you'll see some great testimonials from leaders who just talk about what it means for their businesses that this R&D amortization issue is, is having I mean, very negative consequences where it's not just potentially hiring or investing to expand their businesses, but we have some leaders who are even questioning whether it was worth being in business, um, given the fact that they have this 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 payout that they have to make. So, I you know, between the editorials that are out there and, and the work that we're doing to get the message out in the ads, mm -hmm. you know, share that with your communities and, and get it out there to your members of Congress, um, both in the House and the Senate. Uh, and help us expand that message because yeah. it's it's really important, and we have made some some good movement. I mean, we 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 have that situation in Montana, of course, where, where you know Senator Tester, you know, he signed on because of an editorial from one of our members. Yeah, that we saw. yeah, and I mean, that's just that that is just the classic example of how this works yeah. and how it can work and how it can be successful. No, I love that, and and love the way uh, a lot of the states. Are, are using this and pushing that message out. I just saw a uh, one of the op-eds from one of our Ohio members, yeah. uh, Beth Easterday, mm -hmm. posted it on her Facebook page, Perfect. Uh, among others. And I've seen that in other states as mm -hmm. well. So this is a great way of using that that collateral that's been developed yeah. in this campaign and, and continuing to push it out. We're going to be doing a lot more of that, uh, you know, some targeted outreach to lawmakers, mm -hmm. particularly in the House, and, uh, you know, connecting the dots in terms of uh, where some of these op-eds have been appearing in states yeah. and just making sure that they see it, they understand it, they understand the, the, the urgent need for a fix. So, so like I said, that is probably our biggest priority for 24 mm -hmm. is, yeah. is getting this done, mm -hmm. getting it done as early as possible. But there's a bunch of other things that, that are our key priorities for 2024. Obviously, we got to finish the, the, the appropriations process, the spending packages. There's going to be a vote. Uh, later this month on a, a cluster of bills mm -hmm. that are subject to a continuing resolution currently, and then a second package early in February, uh, this the same thing. Uh, we're hearing that they're making progress, House mm -hmm. and Senate appropriators, on agreeing to you know, some final numbers. 
but there's a lot of challenges. I mean, to what extent is, you know, a, a fix on the southern border going to become uh, the condition mm -hmm. before, you know, the spending bills get passed? Obviously, we don't want to see a government shutdown yeah. uh, or any interruption to the possibilities of, of both avoiding that as well as getting an R&D fix mm -hmm. through uh, you know, that sort of thing. So uh, we're going to stay engaged there. It's critical that Congress finish its stop, do its job when, mm -hmm. with respect to funding the, the critical programs that we care about, transportation, water, energy, all of these things that, that touch our members is, is absolutely critical. Got to finish that FAA bill, as yes. I mentioned, uh, and that we've got a number of regulatory initiatives that immigration one from mm -hmm. the administration, uh, our work with AASHTO, our work with the Corps, several other things that are ongoing that we're going to stay focused on. Um, you know, Congress is going to do another water bill this yes, year, the Water Resources Development Act. And they've been doing some preliminary work in 2023. And uh, we think that they're uh, in good shape to move ahead in 2024. That bill has a tradition of good, strong bipartisan support. Yep. We hope that uh, that stays uh, in this case. And, and again, another opportunity for ACEC to move its water agenda forward and look for opportunities to to deal with you know new challenges such as PFAS yes. and and you know other emerging contaminants and just other challenges facing our water and wastewater clients and as well as our core clients. And that's where the work with the Army Corps for that new playbook on working mm -hmm. with third party you know, the, the the private sector consultants yep. and and working in that close relationship is going to pay off because yep. you know the word is is that's the Army Corps bill that's that's their opportunity yep. to uh, get their pro specific projects funded. Yeah. So um, you know, building on that relationship and a strong word of bill creates a good business environment for our firms. Absolutely. Absolutely. And uh, and a bunch of other issues. You know, the FTC yeah. ban on non-compete agreements, yes. that never was finalized. Mm -hmm. So we're looking for that this year. We engaged pretty heavily on that last year. And a, a DOT rule that'll affect our uh, DBE firms that we're strongly supportive of. We were hoping that that would uh, finalize uh, last fall. It also gets kicked over to 2024. A lot to do. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, yeah. We're going to be busy, and uh, and and hopefully there's some other opportunities out there in the energy space and and, and elsewhere. But it's also an election year, Jeff. Yeah, and that's going to take a lot of the oxygen you know, out of the room. Our window of opportunity may be the first half of the year at yeah. best, mm -hmm. and uh, uh, before they really kind of switch into yeah. campaign mode. I would say. Certainly, fortunately for ACEC, you know, kind of switching gears to the mm -hmm. political side, we had a great fundraising year yeah. in 2023, best year ever. Mm -hmm. uh, we're still running the numbers, uh, but, you know, e enormous numbers of donors, of firms supporting the political program. I, I guess, you know, and I just, I, I have to thank our members because that just gives us the resources, the political resources we need to win. And, you know, our, our, our PAC and our political program has always factored into the success of our advocacy mm -hmm. program. They really work together hand in glove. This is going to be a contentious election year. We're hearing from lawmakers constantly. I mean, it's we have for the last year. Uh, and so having those uh, those those political resources to support the good people, to support yeah. our friends on both sides of the aisle that are trying to support us. Yeah. Uh, on all of these issues that I've talked about and, and many others. So, uh, you know, we're going to be using that townhouse uh, mm -hmm. a great deal. Yeah. Uh, we had a bunch of lawmakers, a couple hundred troop through there in 2023. 2024 is going to be even bigger. Yep. 
We've got the two big party conventions coming up in the summer. ACEC is going to have a presence at both conventions. So I think we're going to have a lot to talk yeah. about in 2024. I know, and, and, and we're looking at our, of course, spring convention coming up, and yep. we have the EEA Awards. I mean, it is going to be a very busy, busy year. It's going yeah. to go faster than we expect. Um, and, uh, you know, there's a lot to look forward to. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I think that, you know, you guys have done a fantastic job of getting momentum going. And we have a lot of things that are on the, you know, in the works. And hopefully we can bring home in early 2024 and yeah. keep on building from there. So, yeah. yeah. Uh, and then even looking beyond 2024, just a, sort of a last yeah. thought before we wrap up, you know, we've got major elements of the tax code. Well, that's going to be the expiring in 2025. That's, that's the big one. And so we're going to be spending a lot of time uh, and just, laying the groundwork mm -hmm. and being strategic about, you know, working with lawmakers on the tax writing committees yeah. and, um, you know, just making the case for a good outcome in 2025. But the um, same, the the work that we're doing right now in R&D is yeah. kind of the first shot across the bow. Yeah, yeah. At that. And I tell you that, again, uh, not to harp too heavily on that media campaign, but that made such a difference. I, I think it, it taught us a lot mm -hmm. about what's possible. Yeah in terms of, again, shaping that mindset. So, um, hey, like I said, we got, we're have a, have a lot to talk about yeah. in the coming months. Absolutely. Well, we're look, going to look forward to it. That's yeah. why we're here, right? Yeah. This, yeah. Is, this, is, this is what we do. So, um, you know, Steve, thanks again. I hear this great update. Mm -hmm. I know, you know, 2024, it's, uh, it's starting off with a bang. And um, we're going to keep you updated throughout the year. Uh, regular GA update podcast, kind of what's going on with advocacy, the PAC, and really what's happening in Washington. Um, so stay tuned to Engineering Influence for those shows. And uh, again, this has been Engineering Influence podcast for the American Council of Engineering Companies. And we'll see you next time.